Why? Because the people of God are declaring God's truths. And when that happens, do you know there's the manifest presence of God? We've taught on this before. Time doesn't allow me to go over it this morning. But God's presence is always with you. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But there's a powerful understanding of a manifest presence of God. That's talking about the moment where you truly know that God is there. God is with you. And I want to just speak for just a moment. And then we're going to believe for God to minister to some people in this place today. We're going to continue in these thoughts from Hebrews chapter 12. I'm not going to read the verses today because I want to have as much time for God to minister to people. But Hebrews chapter 12, 1 to 3, you know the verses very well by now. And if not, you can catch up with them another time. But we've been in this series for quite a long while now, talking about running the race and talking in 2022 about making it our best lap yet. Now, I wonder if for you it it is the best lap yet. For you, it may be a terrible lap right now. It may have been an awful um, lap in your life right now, 2022. But you know what we're declaring? We want, irrespective of circumstance, we want it to be our best lap yet. Because we believe that when you walk with God, you should go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. And we've been focusing on this thought. But then we've begun to look at this, this statement that the writer of Hebrews makes, where he says, For the way that we run the race to the best of our ability is by keeping our eyes on Jesus. And we've began to look at why and ask the question, why should we keep our eyes on Jesus? And over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at some of these truths that, that Jesus is the one who is our Redeemer, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But today I want to talk about the truth that Jesus is our healer. And I want to explore this today because there are times in life where you are going to need to experience the healing power of Jesus. If we want to navigate life to the best of our ability, then we want to experience healing and wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. Every single part of who we are. And the best way that we can do that is by keeping our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. So I want to look at this this morning. I'm not going to speak uh, for too long, which is a miracle in itself. And then I want to just explain some of this from God's Word. I want to share some personal experience. Because sometimes you may think, well, what... Why is he so convicted about what it is that he's speaking about? I'm going to share some of that this morning. And we're just going to believe for for Jesus to be the healer in this place, spirit, soul, and body. But let's just start off by dealing with that phrase that I've just mentioned, spirit, soul, and body. Because you may think, what on earth do you mean by that? Okay, let's look at that. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5 23 says this. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again so here's the apostle Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica and he talks about the spirit soul and body anyway so I've I've not heard of this before I want to put up a a graphic on the screen if you can Godwin and um, this is the three parts of who you are now you, you may think, oh, this sounds kind of weird. No, this is a reality. And I want to just explain this so that we can begin to see how Jesus wants us whole and Jesus wants us healthy in each of these three areas of who we are. So firstly, we are a body, right? Every single one of us has a body here uh, this morning. And that body 
is pretty much decaying. We know that. I don't mean to be morbid, but that's a reality. You can um, try as many different hair dyes as you want, as many different creams as you want. You can try Botox, plastic surgery. We can't escape the reality. You can try and delay it, but we can't escape the reality um, that our body naturally is um, decaying. And there will be a part of our vehicle, because that's what it is. It's the body that we feel, touch, and it's our experience. It's um, the vehicle that our spirit is in. There will be a day um, when it ceases to function. That's a reality. But we don't need to live in fear of that, because the spirit is the real part of who we are. And the Bible is very clear that that part of who we are, the real us, will go to be with our maker for all of eternity, where we will have renewed bodies. Amen? We will have, you won't need Botox, you won't need, you won't need hair dye, you won't need any of that because we'll have renewed bodies. And listen, I want to encourage you with that truth that there are people who have gone to be with the Lord. The Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so for some of you in this place this morning, maybe recently, maybe many years ago, but it still hurts today, there are people that you have lost. For those who have placed their faith in Jesus, we need to have an understanding that they are not, you know, they may be absent from body, but they are present with the Lord in the greatest place that they can be. But then there's a soul. And our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions. This is a part of us that thinks and feels. It's a part of us that stays focused or gets distracted. So during this message, it's your soul that's going to determine whether you're looking at me engaged or whether you completely get distracted by stuff. Our soul feels pleasure. Our soul also experiences hurt. Our soul can be energized or discouraged. It's our mind, our will, our emotions. And then there's the spirit. Now the spirit is the part that really separates us out from unbelievers, believers and unbelievers, because it's the spirit that comes alive the moment that we place our faith in Jesus Christ. And we explained last week that, you know, we may have been physically alive before we met Jesus, but the Bible makes it clear we were spiritually dead. Ephesians 2 says that we were dead in our sins and our trespasses. When you read that for the first time, when you're reading the Bible, you think, well, hang on, no, no, I was alive. I was there. I, I was fully alive when I was doing all that mayhem and causing all that sin and causing all that. I was alive. You may have been alive physically, but the Bible says you were dead to God spiritually. But the day that we accept what Jesus has done for us is the day that we become spiritually alive. Listen, here's what I want us to know by by the time that we leave this place this morning. Jesus wants you healed and whole in each of those three areas, spirit, soul, and body. Now, the first part of that, the spirit, is without doubt the most important healing that can take place. We're talking about salvation. But without salvation, the rest of it is pointless and worthless. You can have the greatest soul of who you are. You could be the most complete person, but without Jesus, the Bible makes it clear, we have nothing. Without salvation, we have nothing. And, and we've looked at this truth over the last few weeks that the only way to experience the Spirit coming alive, the only way that we can get to God, the only way that we can have relationship with Him, the only way that we can be born again. And if you say, what on earth does that mean? Listen to last week's message, we explained that. The only way is Jesus. There is no other way. Amen? There is no other way for our spirit to be made alive. Now, many of us in this place have experienced the miracle of new birth. I said that I would share my story in each of these three areas. This one, I'm just going to 
um, touch upon. The truth is, I had nothing to offer Jesus. This wasn't like I was there just about perfect and Jesus was a cherry on the cake, as I've said before. No, if you knew me before, no chance. But actually, the day that I gave my life to Jesus, I was spiritually made alive. That God took the brokenness and made me whole. That's salvation. If you've never experienced salvation, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end. But here's what else the Bible teaches us. For Jesus not only wants you to experience salvation, but he also wants you to be healthy and whole and heal the soul of who you are. Luke chapter 4, 16 to 20. The context of this is that Jesus goes into the synagogue and he reads this passage from Isaiah chapter 61, which was a prophecy about the Messiah. And he reads this out and then in other gospels you see that he says, and, and that's talking about me. And you can imagine the reaction that that got from the religious that was sat there that day. But let's read these verses. It says, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. He was handed the book of a prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to sell at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed upon him. Let's just pick up on one phrase in verse 18. It says this, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now the Greek word for that brokenhearted is two forms, broken and hearted. The Greek word for that word broken means this, to break, to shatter into pieces and to bruise. See, as you run this race, as you live this life, as you just do life on this earth, the reality is there are going to be moments, let's be real, where you are hurt where you are wounded, where you are bruised. Sometimes even being a Christian doesn't mean that you're escaped moments in your life where the reality is you are shattered. You are broken into pieces. But here's the good news. Jesus says he has been sent to heal you. He's been sent to heal the brokenhearted. Further down in that verse, it says this, I have been sent to set free those who are oppressed The Amplified puts it this way, those who are downtrodden, those who are bruised, those who are crushed by tragedy. For some of you today, that speaks of where you find yourself right now. Bruised, crushed by tragedy, disappointed, not knowing which way to turn. Maybe because of things that were spoken over to you way back. Maybe because of something you're experiencing right now, you are shattered. And here's the thing that we can just try and tough it out and we can just try and think that we'll get through this and time will just make it all go away but the reality is if a scab is not healed and you pick it it bleeds again the reality is if the bruise is there and you bump it the bruise will come back again and for some of you maybe you've allowed your heart to harden You may have even grown to be a professional. I know for many years I was a professional at laughing things off and just kind of letting them just roll off my shoulders. 
But until you are healed in your soul, and listen to me, until you are healed in the soul of who you are, there will always be triggers in life that cause that bruise to return and that wound to reopen. Until you are fully healed in that area of who you are. And I believe that Jesus today wants to heal some people who are brokenhearted, some people who are crushed, some people who are bruised. You know, that word healed speaks of this, of wholeness. Because Jesus doesn't do half measures. Jesus wants you whole and healed in every single area of who you are. And sometimes that healing and that wholeness comes in an instance. I've prayed for people and instantly there was something that was lifted off their lives. Other times it's a process. But both of those things are a work of Jesus Christ. Psalm 147 verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted. And he binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. You know, I said earlier that there was a moment in my life where I experienced salvation. But let me be honest with you. It was a number of years until I actually received healing in my soul. Salvation, my spirit was made alive. I was brand new. But I carried certain things within me that I hadn't allowed Jesus to actually heal until further down the line. Because of stuff that had happened to me as a child and a teenager. So I'm not going to go into that this morning because I don't want to glorify the pain. I want to glorify the one who healed the pain. His name is Jesus. And so there were situations that I went through. But suffice to say, I was in a place where I was bruised, where I was broken, where I was shattered. And my response in life was I thought I need to tough this out. Many of us have had experience of that, but when you go through something, the greatest way to respond to it or so we think is to toughen up, to tough it out. And so I would journey through life and there were a couple of things that I did. Firstly, I hardened my heart because when you harden your heart, all of a sudden you're in a place where nobody else can hurt you. And this can happen over time, this can happen instantly, but some of you today, there's a reality that your heart is hardened. Jesus wants to melt that heart today. Jesus wants to heal that hardened heart. I hardened my heart. The other thing was I found escapism. Do you know that the best thing that you can do when you've got natural pain often is to distract yourself. Do you know the same is true when there's hurts in the soul of who you are? You find escapism. Because in that moment of escapism, you're not focusing on the pain that you're feeling. So for me, my escapism was alcohol. For me, my escapism was gambling because those things would take me to a place where I wasn't focusing in on the soul that actually needed to be healed. All the time that I was distracted, I didn't feel the pain that I felt. But the reality is the alcohol runs out and the money runs out very quickly when you're not gambling very well. And so the reality is that pain will return. There will be moments where you put your head on the pillow and that pain is still very much in your life because you haven't dealt with the very root of that issue that you are called to call with, to deal with. But the other thing I would do is to hurt other people around me. How many of you have heard the phrase, hurt people, hurt people? Right, that's the reality. That when you are hurting, you will look to hurt others. And so that's what I did. I became an expert. Um, Now I like to think that I use my sarcasm in in a nice and gentle way. Then... I used my tongue in a very vicious way, quick-witted sarcasm, but I could rip people to shreds very quickly. I'm not proud of it, but that's the reality of who I was. And anybody in authority 
my main aim was to bring them down because of what I'd experienced in life. And so there was all these things that I would do. And then I became a Christian. And I heard that you couldn't do these things because that's not what you should do when you're a Christian. So here's what I did because I felt this was a bit more spiritual. Instead of being on the offensive, I began to be on the defensive. And what I started to do instead, because I thought, oh, actually, it's not very Christian to rip people to shreds with my words. It's not very Christian to go do this and do that. So, so, so I became defensive. And what I allowed myself to do was my heart was hardened. I became incredibly prideful, stony, insecure. Kirsty, in the early days of our relationship, she is a saint. If you know what she is, she is an absolute saint for what she went through. But one day, Jesus began to heal the soul of who I was. And some bits were instant. Other bits were a process that have continued. But the reality is I let Jesus in. I gave him full access. Every memory, every pain, every insecurity. Do you know, sometimes surgery isn't fun when you're going through it. But actually, unless you have surgery, you won't come out the other side whole. If there's a heart issue in your life, naturally until you have that bypass until you have surgery that heart will not function as it should do same spiritually same in the soul of who we are today Jesus wants to heal the broken hearted the bruised the hurting we're going to pray in just a moment and then finally Jesus heals the body now let me just point this out because I know the minute you start talking about Jesus healing bodies there can be shame attached to that there can be certain thoughts attached to that there are certain thoughts that people carry concerning that I recognize that it can be a difficult subject for some I recognize that there are we've all experienced sickness I recognize that there are people that you've prayed for and they haven't in the way that you thought received their healing there are people who've died believing for their miracle there are some in this place today your body is is aching you you have disease in your body you're still carrying that today some of you today have prayed for many others or for yourselves and yet the pain is still there the sickness the disease is still present and I'm not going to stand here and insult your intelligence by saying I'm up here so I know every single answer to the question of why that would be an insult to everybody here this morning if we knew all the answers to the question why concerning things that we journey through then we would be God and correct me if I'm wrong but none of us are God okay so I understand that as we journey through this but what I want to say is we cannot allow experience to override the truth of God's word now hear what I'm saying there is no shame there is no condemnation but hear what I'm saying in this today that clearly the Bible talks of God as Jehovah Rapha Clearly, the Bible talks as God as the Lord, your healer. Clearly, Jesus healed people when he was walking the face of this earth. Clearly, the early church saw signs and wonders and miracles and healings. Clearly, Jesus still heals today. Okay, Jesus, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Our Christ Jesus heals spirit, soul, and body. Are we in agreement this morning? He heals spirit, soul, and body. Now let me just say this, that I heard this put very well recently by a great Bible teacher who put it this way. There are three ways that Jesus heals. Naturally, medically, and miraculously. Now often, as Christians, as people of faith, we overlook the first two and we only focus on the last one. Jesus can heal you naturally. Do you know God has designed your body to 
heal itself. And I'm not going to go into that this morning because as some of you are aware, um, I made a pact with my biology teacher where she decided that actually it was probably a good thing for her and for me that I left the subject early. It was causing her stress, it was boring me, so I can't stand here and tell you how uh, the body heals itself, but many people here uh, can do. But the body can heal itself and it's a work of God. Jesus has designed your body like that. Jesus also heals medically. Now let me put this out there. As family church, when we talk about healing, we believe that Jesus heals, but that doesn't mean that we discard or we do away with or we belittle the medical profession. And it's so important that you understand this. It's so important that you hear this this morning because sometimes you talk about healing and it's like, oh, we're just going to rubbish the medical profession. No, at Family Church, we champion the medical profession. We're thankful for the medical profession and we're thankful for the wisdom that God has given doctors. Sometimes you talk to people and they're like, no, I don't take medication. I don't believe in doctors. Like, but no, they are real. I've seen them. Doctors, are, I don't believe in doctors. I don't believe in any of that because I'm a person of faith. Do you know you can be both and believe the same at the same time? But my response to people often when they're like, no, I, I don't believe that we should go to doctors. I don't believe. My response is very gentle, but very firm. I say, okay, I understand that. Yeah, you're a person of faith. So let me just ask this. The next time your clutch goes on your car, the next time your engine blows up, I presume you won't be going to the mechanic because you're a person of faith. Why is it that we can be more logical with a car than with our body? So Jesus can heal medically. We are thankful for every single person here who works in the NHS and different departments. But listen, when I say that, hear me clearly, that our priority is in prayer. And our eyes ultimately are on Jesus and not the ones who support us medically. So he heals naturally medically, but also miraculously. Matthew 8, verse 16 to 17 says, That evening... Many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said he took our sicknesses and he removed our diseases. Jesus heals spirit, soul, and body. A number of years ago, I was sat in a consultant's room in QA, with my wife and this very nice doctor and he having done some scans and some different things said okay Mr. Carey this is a reality you have um, a chronic disease and they explained what it would look like and there was a reality that they said okay you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life sometimes it will be less medication sometimes it will be more but you'll have these symptoms this will be the reality of what your life looks like um, for the rest of your life and there can be complications that as you get older, that can lead to surgery, that can lead to certain cancers. So this is the reality of the rest of your life. And we listened to him and I respected what he said because as I just said, Jesus heals medically. I don't belittle a medical profession, but I listened and I took in the bits that I wanted to take him, but my eyes were fixed on Jesus. And so we walked out of there and so the journey began. And I'm not going to lie and say, The next day I woke up and I was healed. No, the next few years were hard. Some of you were were with me and and my wife Kirsty on that journey. They they were tough. The pain, the fatigue, the way I was incapacitated from doing certain things I wanted to do. The, the, The guilt that I carried sometimes of not being able to do things with my girls because I wanted to, but the pain was too much. The tiredness of, of being in pain overnight and all those kind of things. But little miracles 
were taking place. And I decided in that moment, it's funny, the doctor um, looked at me in that moment and he said, oh, you don't seem to be taking this in. And he said, we have this um, with, with these sometimes, but people don't take on the reality of what I'm saying. And I looked at him and smiled and said, no, no, I hear what you're saying, but I'm a Christian. And automatically it was like the eye roll went, ugh, one of those are you? And, and I sat there and I said, no, I complete respect. But little miracles were taking place all the time. Let, let me tell you, one of the things that took place was uh, in all that time, I only missed one Sunday morning of preaching the Word of God. That was when it was just horrific. And I would stand up and there was a, a I can't explain, there was a grace and an anointing that every time I stood to preach God's Word, I was pain-free, I was symptom-free, and I was communicating God's Word. And I was so thankful, but I was like, God, can't this happen all the time? But there was a grace upon the Word. That's why I believe there is a grace and an anointing for certain situations, certain seasons. I said to Kirsty, you know, can we work out that I preach 24-7? I just preach the Word of God so that I don't have any of this. And so little miracles were taking place over time. Cut a long story short, January 2016, people had been praying and uh, I'd been standing on certain promises and certain words. And in January 2016, I received a, a rhema promise. I don't have time to go into that, but a rhema word is essentially a word from God taken from the Logos Word of God. Come and speak to us and we'll explain that to you. But I had this rhema word and I just knew that I knew and this is my year, this is my lap. And so one Tuesday morning, it was a Tuesday morning, I remember it vividly, I woke up and we'd been prayed for and all this kind of stuff. And I, I woke up and I thought, I've been healed. And there was a peace upon my life and there was just a grace upon my I can't explain it. If you've experienced it, you know that moment. Sometimes there's, there's an electric feeling that goes through your body. Sometimes it's powerful. I woke up with such a rest and such a peace upon my life. That was January 2016 to this day. There has not been one single symptom. I have not had to take one single bit of medication. And I'll be honest with you, there have been times where I felt, God, you've got to share that. You've got to share that more. You've got to share. And my resistance, which was wrong, was because of, well, people will think it's because I'm a pastor. Or people will think it's, no, no, no. It's because I'm a child of God and Jesus is the one who heals. There's no... Oh, he did that. Jesus is the one who heals. And we are so thankful. And if you're here today and you're new, you're like, he made this up. Come in, I'll point you in the direction of something. Go and talk to my wife and tell her, tell her I just made up what I said. She will put you straight. I promise you. Because she was the one, bless her, who went and journeyed with me through so much of that. Let me end with this because we're going to pray. The Spirit is made alive in a moment and we have an assurance of eternity with him. The soul and the body, however, need healing at different times. So you may be here and you've had healing within the soul of who you are. You went through stuff and you gave it to Jesus and he healed you and made you whole. But you know that actually there's wounds in your life that are fresh. There's bruises in your life that are fresh. Listen, I'd said Jesus has healed me of so much within the soul of who I am. But when you're, you know, doing family when you're just being friends to people, when you're doing life with people, when you're pastoring, there can be fresh bruises and there can be fresh wounds that, that we receive in the soul of who we are. And I've learned time and time again to go to Jesus, the one who heals the soul. He heals the broken hearted. Also in the body. Do you know, there are times, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm stood here and I share my testimony of Jesus healing a, a 
incurable disease. I love that one. It's incurable, it's chronic. No, it's not, because I know Jesus. I've got a testimony of Jesus here. Yet, at the moment, I'm believing for Jesus to heal my left knee. But when I run, when I'm playing football, the left knee hurts. After uh, I run and I play football for the next few days, my left knee hurts. I don't want that to be a part of my reality. So I'm thanking Jesus he's going to heal this left knee just as he's healed every other part of that I've brought to him. Why I'm saying that is this, that there is no shame in needing Jesus to be your healer. There is no shame at all in needing Jesus to be your healer. And maybe he's healed you before and you can experience him as healer again this morning. Let's just close our eyes in this place. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence in this room this morning. Lord, I thank you for your word that penetrates right through to who we are. I thank you for this opportunity this morning to share the word, to share a bit of testimony. But Lord, it's you that we've got our eyes on this morning. It's you that we need. It's you that we desire. And without you, Jesus, all of it is pointless. So Holy Spirit, in these moments as we pray, would you be in the very midst of what we're doing, Lord? Lord, would you minister to people in these next 5, 10, 15 minutes, Lord? Would you just minister to your people, we pray? this moment before we're going to pray for, for people in these different areas that we've touched upon this morning just have this moment where you just remove every distraction every fear, every insecurity even as I'm talking this morning some of you, you've got a voice saying no, 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 he doesn't do that, no, it's not true what? Just, just let all of that go just listen, if, if it's not true that Jesus does this thing then you, you don't lose anything but what if it is true? What if it is true? And I'm telling you it is true. But Jesus can heal in these different areas. He wants you leaving whole. He wants you leaving healed. Just stay in his, in his presence. There's no rush. Purposely kept things short so that we have time for the Holy Spirit just to minister to people in this place. if you're here today and you aren't healed in the most important part if your spirit isn't alive in him then this is the most important decision that you can make and without it as I said everything else is pointless you can have our most healthy body going the body is just a carrier here on the earth so if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ or you have once and you've wandered away from him and you know today God's just calling you home God's just saying come home come back but I want to give you an opportunity to respond and I'm not going to put a microphone in your face or anything like that but if there's anybody here and you say yes I want to begin a relationship with Jesus this morning why don't you just raise your hand just raise your hand that's just a sign of surrender that's just an outward sign of an inward decision that you are making 
And if we're all already walking with Jesus or return to him, then that's fine and that's great. But I didn't want to talk about the other two before we dealt with this issue. So if there's anybody here today and you say, yes, I need to begin a relationship with this Jesus that you are speaking about, who has made you whole, who has changed your life. If that's you and you have never made that decision, just raise your hand and then I'm going to pray for you. pray that God would heal bodies in this place this morning. I'm not going to scream and shout. I'm not going to slap you around the head, do any of that nonsense that sometimes you see. I'm believing for the Holy Spirit to minister healing in this place. If after the service as well you want to come and speak to us and ask for specific prayer, then we're going to pray for you as well at the end of the service the Bible says we lay our hands on the sick and they recover but I also know that there are many who maybe you've already had hands laid on you maybe you've prayed many prayers and I want you to get in this place in this moment where you just remove every disappointment Do you know something that can be such a hindrance in, in us receiving the healing that Jesus has for us is, is disappointment because we thought, God, why didn't you do it then? Why didn't you do it now? And again, when I say that, there's no condemning voice in what I'm communicating to you because I went through those seasons. Right? Why not now, God? Why is it that I can stand and do this, but I can't do that? Why is it that I'm experiencing this pain? Jesus, you said you were a healer. And he is. If you need healing in your body, why don't you just reach out your hands? this moment again there's no looking around there's no shame there's none of that stuff just reach out your hands if you need physical healing it may be a disease you're carrying it may be something that's chronic it may be lifelong it may be just a sporting injury and I say it's just a sporting injury but that can be painful and God wants us to live pain free it may be a shoulder an elbow a knee a joint whatever it might be or it may be something that you've been carrying for a long time and we're just going to believe for Jesus, King Jesus, to heal in this place. Just repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I believe that you heal bodies. Whatever it is in my body that is in pain or diseased, I thank you that in this moment you administer healing. My eyes are on you. My trust is in you. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my body. Thank you for pain disappearing. Thank you for joints being able to do what they should do. Thank you for diseases being healed. Thank you that any disease in blood is it disappears. Thank you that in this moment, Jesus, you shrink tumors. Remove cancers and make me whole. Amen. Just just be in God's presence right now. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now. Holy Spirit, would you just administer healing to bodies in this place this morning we pray thank you Jesus thank you Jesus
actually, Jesus, listen, sometimes it's an instant, sometimes it's the beginning of a process. Lord, would we just see so many instant healings this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You strengthen bones in this place this morning. Lord, for the things that we can see, the things that we can feel, Lord, I thank you for you heal them. Lord, for the hidden things, the things that we can't see in our body, the, the, the diseases, Lord, that maybe we don't even know that we're carrying, but they would have been told to us about in coming weeks and months when we went for scans. Lord, I thank you that even those that we're unaware of, Lord, you begin to shrink tumors and cancers. Lord, I thank you that you heal blood disease in this moment. Lord, I thank you that you heal arthritis. Lord, I thank you that you heal back pain and knee pain. Lord, I thank you that you heal the hearts, the, the physical hearts that aren't functioning as they should. Lord, I thank you that you heal diabetes in this place. Lord, Lord, anything that is a name that is not wholeness and, and, and health, Lord, I thank you that it must submit the, the, its knee to you. For Jesus, you are the name above every other name, including disease and sickness and ailments and pain. Jesus, you are a healing God. And we thank you for testimonies. We thank you for testimonies, Lord, for your glory. For your glory, we pray, just like the ones that have been shared this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing bodies in this place this morning. pray for the soul of people. Listen, if, if we've been praying for, for your body and you have contended for that, just continue to pray in this moment. You know, the Holy Spirit's alright. He can do multiple things at one time. And maybe there's a, there's a joint that you need to just start moving and just start declaring Jesus healing over that joint as it strengthens. And I just believe the Holy Spirit's just going to continue to work on bones and muscles and different things so just begin to move that area of your body or just believe in Jesus feeling this moment just in these final moments I believe Jesus wants to heal the soul and I left this one purposely to last because as I was preparing and I just had this heavy on my heart this week and texted a couple of people said come on let's pray let's pray for, for what's going to take place this Sunday morning and I just believe that Jesus wants to administer healing not just in the body not just in salvation, but in the soul of who we are. That we have become experts, not just us, I'm talking about humanity. We have become experts at smiling on the outside, but being crushed on the inside of who we are. And let me tell you, Jesus is the answer. Jesus, from experience, Jesus is the answer for every broken soul in this place. So let's just remain in this attitude of prayer. I'm not going to take too much longer, but let's... Make sure no distractions or anything. Let's allow the Holy Spirit just to continue to work in this moment. And again, just, just everybody, if you feel comfortable, just, just raise your hands forward in front of you. Again, that's just a sign of surrender. That's just a sign of saying, I want this, Jesus. Let's pray this prayer. Just repeat after me. Jesus, every bruise, every wound every rejection every hurt Lord I give these to you Lord would you begin something today in my life 
heal me and make me whole. Amen. Just allow God's presence to minister to you in this moment. Strongly believe the issue of rejection for some. I also believe, and please, if this is you, I'm not basing this on any information anybody's given me, but just as we're praying, there's somebody here, you've been self-harming and keeping it from anybody else. But the Holy Spirit wants you to know He, he sees. And that's not, again, from a con- condemnation or a point of, of anger. It's from a point of love. There's somebody here today, you say, nobody sees what I'm going through. The Holy Spirit sees. And I don't know what form that self-harm is taking. It may be cutting, it may be drinking, it may be all sorts of different things, but you've been cutting or, or escapism or something, and the Holy Spirit sees today. And I pray that that word is the beginning and the, the pivot of your life changing. And if that's you, then speak with people who you know won't condemn you, will just support you in this moment. Jesus, I thank you that you begin to mend the brokenhearted. You said you would heal them. You said that the spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon you to bring good news to the poor, to set captives free. But you also said to heal the brokenhearted. And Lord, I thank you that for some today, instantly, there's a weight that's being lifted off their shoulders. But for others, you are beginning a process where they are beginning to be honest. And Lord, I thank you that over the coming weeks and months, you would begin to go continue to do surgery in the hearts of people. Because you want us whole. You want us well. You want us healed in every single part of who we are. Lord, I thank you for what you've done today. I thank you for what you're beginning today. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to continue to do. That he who has begun a good work in us will bring it through to completion. Lord, I thank you that you are able and you are willing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me just end with this and then we really will close. There's some people here, we prayed for your healing in your body and you say nothing's changed yet I want to don't let doubt come into your mind nothing's changed yet sometimes God heals in an instant sometimes you'll suddenly realise I don't have those symptoms anymore it's not happening anymore keep your eyes on Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith for others of you there's a process that's begun today in the soul of who you are as I've been speaking God's been showing you things and and it's a beginning. It's a beginning. There's, there's some wounds. There's some, some issues that are deep-rooted that you need to begin to give to Jesus. And that's going to be a process. But there's, there's teams that are here to support you. There are people to walk with you. Because I can't preach a message like this and offer opportunity like this and then just leave you hanging and just go, all right, off you go. No, no. We are here to support you. We are here to walk with you through different things so that we would be in a place where we are healed. Spirit, soul, and body in Jesus' name. Amen.